Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Hello, friends. So glad to have everybody back on the Switch Leader Podcast this week. I'm here with my friend, James Meehan. You guys should have seen. He was just now yawning, but also hulking out. Like, I, I know you can't see him, but I can. And he was kind of in this mid-yawn. Oh, I'm ready to go. This is going to be the best. Does that, James, does that depict what you were doing? Yeah, I mean, it's a very accurate depiction of what I was doing. And specifically, what I was wanting to see is, would you address it or would you just keep going? <laughs> I'll be honest. I wasn't, there was no plan to, but you started it and then you held it. And I was like, that's pretty, I am going to address it. We were also just talking about how my son, I'm pretty sure is back on crutches today. You know, another uh, old ankle who doesn't love having kids. I know on. I do. This I isn't it. me saying I don't. That's not why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> I love them and I love paying for them. Come so, on. Hi, vet Man. Bill. I mean, Dr. Bill. Anyways. You know what I love what? so much about that is me now having a son who's going to turn two in a few months has given me such a greater level of appreciation mm -hmm. for all of the ways my parents sacrificed and loved That's me. That's a, good. An example from yesterday is my son and I decided to go outside on the back porch. And as we do, as soon as we step outside, he begins sprinting towards the yard without actually paying attention to what's in front of him or around him. And so yeah. he trips over my foot, eats it right there <laughs> on the pavement. And by eats it, I mean, he literally eats it. Blood oh. gushing out of his nose. And oh so, of course, gosh. here I am thinking dude, just watch where you're going next time. <laughs> and my wife, Mandy, is thinking, oh my gosh, why is blood pouring out of my son's face? <laughs> and so we did everything we could to comfort him, to you know, clean up some of the blood. It got all over my shirt. Thankfully, he's okay. Like it wasn't... It wasn't a break. This is it wasn't such a, a typical <laughs> dad's response versus mom response. Right, but I, I say all that to say, it's moments like that where I think to myself, wow, I, I'm so grateful for the love of my heavenly father Come that on, is there James. to meet me with kindness and compassion. Man. Every time I trip over that thing in front of me that I should have <laughs> seen, but I didn't see. And I just eat it with blood and mud and dirt. <laughs> and in the middle of my mess, God meets me with his mercy. Nobody saw that coming. Listen, <laughs> nobody saw that punchline coming the whole time. It's, son, watch where you're running versus, son, I'm so sorry that you're bleeding. <laughs> this proves Mandy's a better Christian, so let's move on. All Amen. right, so, Amen. hey, I'm glad your son's okay. My kid's fine, too. Life is good. Thankful for all of the people listening whose kids also fall sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, hey, we're this good. week is one that everybody really loves and we get a lot of good feedback on, which is that we are doing a new Switch series overview. So oh. we've got a new series coming, brand new series, and being able to just have a conversation about what's the vision and heart behind this series, how can I prepare for it as a leader? It kind of allows us to go back to this then and go, okay, help me remember what week one was so that I can be prepared. When week two rolls around, what's week two so that I can be prepared? So something that I recommend each of you do is take some notes. Come so on. as you're listening, if you can just grab your phone, if you're one of those people that likes old fashioned paper and notebooks, then write it down and just make sure that you have an idea of what's coming each week. How could you be intentional to prepare for your group? James, looking forward to what you have to share. I'm handing it off to you, my friend. 
say smart things. If you don't take notes, the information floats in one ear and right out the other. Okay. <laughs> so, so we are about to kick off a message series titled He Loved Us First. He Loved Us First. And the title of this message series comes from 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, where John tells us that we love because he loved us first. So the love that we have as human beings, as followers of Jesus, as Christians, is because of the love that we have received from God. And so it starts with the love that we get from him, and it is returned back to him through the way that we worship, love him with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And it overflows into our relationship with other people. That's the title of this series, He Loved Us First. And the big heart behind it is this. Similar to how in the first series of kind of like the school year, where we talked about what following Jesus is really like, and we did the best we could to counter the so-called wisdom of the world with the truth of who Jesus is and what it means to follow him, we want to really dial in on the fact that there are so many people today whose understanding of love is broken, it is distorted, and it is not anything at all similar to the way the Bible talks about love, to the way Jesus demonstrates love. So oftentimes in our culture, we think of loving people in a really similar way that we think of loving cheeseburgers, right? Like <laughs> if you're like me, you love a cheeseburger because it tastes good and it meets my need for hunger. And if you listen you. closely enough to the way most people talk about love, whether in conversations, on social media, in music or in movies or media or whatever, what you're going to find is they talk about loving another person mostly because of the way that other person makes them feel and how that other person meets their needs. You know, kind of like a cheeseburger. It makes us feel good <laughs> and it meets our needs for hunger. The problem is, is that kind of love is empty. It's fake. It's superficial. And it never satisfies our deepest desires for long. Just like a cheeseburger is usually pretty cheap. It's pretty <laughs> empty and it doesn't provide us the nutrients we need to thrive. And so that's why what we want to do is help our students understand that love is not about using other people or things to get what we want. Love is actually choosing to sacrifice ourselves for the good of another. And that definition comes straight from 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, where we read that this is real love that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. That's how we know what love is, because of the love that we have been shown, we have been given by Jesus. And so what we're gonna do over the course of this series, it's gonna be six weeks plus one. I say plus one because the final week will take place when we're not meeting at Switch in Real Life over the Thanksgiving break. And so that will be a YouTube only message, but the rest of the series of six weeks, we will be walking through the book of 1 John. This is a letter written by John, the apostle, a disciple of Jesus, a witness of the resurrection, a leader in the early church, where he is writing to a community of Christians to help them understand the love that God has for them and what it means to live as members of God's family. It was not a coincidence that I started by talking about my son in this recent experience and how becoming a father has increased my appreciation for the love that our father has for us. Because 
I think one of the things that we can sometimes take for granted is how deep and wide and vast and great the love of God is for us. And so over the course of this series, really what we want to do is tackle two big things. Thing number one is the love that God has for us and do whatever it takes, whatever we can to help our students grasp that. And then thing number two is to help our students understand how we are to respond to that love. And the way that we are to respond to that love is through loving God and loving others. And so that's what this series is really all about, helping our students understand the great love God has for them and how they are called to live as people shaped by and fueled by that love who share it with others. I love that this has sort of been the trend that we're getting a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. And each week of the series does that as well. But each series has even taken another step where it's challenged our students to show disciplines in different ways, rather than it just be like, well, here's a month long series about <laughs> this subject, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, okay, well, that was great. We finished it. Now here's a month long series about this subject. I love that we're getting to experience what feels so much more seamless yep. as we are working our way through scripture and through helping our students understand some spiritual disciplines to apply to their lives. So really, really looking forward to that. Um, so that covers, help me, help me, I want to make sure that I'm understanding this right because I'm not looking at your notes right now. You're kind of sharing first the broad overview of yep. this is how we're going to start it off. Yep. And then this is the script. This is the the scripture we're going to cover throughout the course of the let the last five weeks of it. Right. So six weeks total. Yeah. So it'll be six weeks of in real life switch experiences plus one online only experience. That's right. And over the course of those seven weeks, we're actually going to go through all of first John. We won't cover every verse in our messages, but we will cover all five chapters of it. So for example, week Excellent. one of the series is the first four verses. It's the opening paragraph. Week two tackles the second half of chapter one, plus the first couple of verses of chapter two, because it all flows together as one thought. Then week three picks up right where week two ended. And then week four skips a little bit. And then we start kind of skipping around as we get a little bit later. So we sure. won't cover every single verse, but we're going to make sure it's manageable bite-sized chunks for those students that are new, but also comprehensive enough that we can give our students a good exposure to a book of the Bible. Because one of the things that I, I do really want to kind of take some time to talk about here is the fact that if we find ourselves thinking that there is conflict or tension between evangelism and discipleship, then we don't understand either of those things. Because in reality, evangelism without discipleship is not evangelism and discipleship without evangelism isn't discipleship. Because what is evangelism? Like quite literally, evangelism is telling people the good news of Jesus. And we did an entire series called How to Share the Gospel. And in it, we talked about two of the best ways we share the gospel. It's we show and we tell. We show people the good news of Jesus by the way that we live. And the way that we learn to live as people who are good news is through this process called discipleship, the mm -hmm. process of becoming like Jesus for the sake of others. And I can tell you with no question in my mind that the most evangelistic acts, the things that are most attractive to people who are far from God are not big events, not dynamic speaking, not a really cool image or graphic or illustration. It is somebody whose heart has genuinely been changed by Jesus 
and loves sacrificially. That I think is the most powerful evangelistic tool that exists. People who have really been changed by Jesus. Now, with that though, we've got to figure out how do we bring these two elements together in a way that is cohesive to meet first students where they are, new believers, and also these students who have been here for a while. How do we take them all on this journey? And so I can promise you that even though we are walking through a book of the Bible each week in the messages, we're going to be very, very focused on meeting new students and non-believers right where they are. And we're going to be really focused on challenging those existing students, those more mature believers, to continue to take steps to grow in their faith. And one thing that I do want to remind you of is if you are a switch leader who has a group that's more mature believers, then one of the best things that you can do is make sure that you are leading your students to be engaged in the Bible plans that we are releasing to go along with our Switch series content. So in what Following Jesus is really like, the primary Bible plan was the Becoming Like Jesus fasting and abstinence plan. Throughout the series of He Loved Us First, we're gonna have kind of two major plans. One is going to be another Becoming Like Jesus. This one is Confession and Repentance, where we're going to take our students on a three-week journey, step-by-step of learning What does it really mean to practice the spiritual disciplines of confession and repentance? Confession, being honest about what's on the inside and repentance, changing what's on the outside, all empowered by the spirit of God. And then the second plan that's going to release later on in the series is actually going to be a verse by verse commentary through all of 1 John. It's going to be a three week long Bible plan that covers the entirety of the book of 1 John with a bent towards helping students learn how to read the Bible and apply it to their lives. And so for those of you that have groups that have been together for longer, students that are hungry to dive deeper, the Bible plans are going to be the best resource for you. For leaders who have groups that are newer students, I'm telling you every single week we are putting in hooks, examples, and illustrations that are going to connect with those students that will lead to really, really great conversation if you're willing to take it there. So we know what books that we're going to be in. So we have a pretty good understanding of what's going to be covered. We may not know exactly how it's going to all be covered. We haven't seen the message preached yet, but how would you recommend that someone in advance prepare for what's coming? And I think that, by the way, I'll say this, the small groups that, that you see really get to go somewhere, like a, like a group where you're going, man, like, we're seeing significant growth in the lives of the students in that group, or we're seeing significant increase in their desire to pay attention to what's happening in small group or talk through things. It comes oftentimes from leaders who came into this as prepared as the pastor was that preached it, that they, they already know this is the content. Like this is the, the book that we're going to be in. This is the scripture we're reading. So in my head, I'm thinking, come read up, right? Like be prepared that <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah. But is there, so like outside of that, is there anything else that, that is rolling through your head that you think would be a win? Yeah. I mean, I'll say just personally on that note, what you're describing is for me preparing for the series and the messages that we're teaching, the Bible plans that we're writing, I have just been living in First John in my daily quiet time where I've been reading First John cover to cover, which it's five chapters. So it takes probably 10, 15-ish total minutes to read it. And I've just been doing that like every day. And I just have this continual practice where after I read, I will journal using the SOAP method, scripture, observation, application, prayer, writing out 
word for word, the verses that stuck out to me, what I observe in that meaning. What is John trying to communicate? Then the application, how can I apply this truth to my life today? And then a quick prayer asking God to help me do that. And I've just been living in First John and it has been so, so rich. Like John is crazy brilliant. The way that he combines really engaging poetic language plus just super sound logic, it is, it, I love it. Because like I'm super uh, logical, intellectual kind of person where I love all of that. And then also the imagery, the metaphor, the analogies that he comes up with are just crazy brilliant. Like this dude is super smart. It is almost like what he wrote was inspired by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so, that, so that's been, yeah, almost. Definitely. We believe here that the Bible is written by people, but inspired by God. If there's any question, I like that you, that's what yeah, we believe. Thank you, for, thank you for making sure that was clear. Listen, bro, I don't want to be accused of heresy because of a joke I made on the Switch Leader podcast. Okay. If I'm accused of heresy, let's, let's make sure it's actual heresy. All right. Moving Fair. on. <laughs> moving Fair. on. But, but, but I say that to say, you know, that's something that has been a really, really rich practice for me. The other thing that I would say that's a lot more practical is utilizing the Switch Leader Series Guide, where we write up a document that is in-depth with every week. What is the message about? What's the main idea? What's the teaching text that it's going to be based on? What do we want our students to know, feel, do? What are some resources that you as a Switch Leader can engage in to be even more prepared? And then what is some practical advice and wisdom? on how you as a switch leader, especially if you're leading a small group, can show up ready to make the most of that time. And so I put together a 16-page document because the series is six weeks plus one. And so we really do care about equipping you as a switch leader. And I think that resource plus you on your own spending time studying First John between those two things, I think you will be more than ready to lead through really, really great and life-giving conversations. And if I have to add a bonus, I'd say keep listening to the Switch Leader podcast. And if you serve with people who are not listening to this podcast, one of the greatest gifts you can give them is to share this with them. Because again, like we want to be really comprehensive in our approach to preparing and resourcing you to do what only you can do which is lead the students in your switch group to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And I think these resources can be really helpful for you. Something that you said, James, that I thought was really good was how you were talking about how excited you have gotten because you've been reading over this over and over and over. And it's allowed you to see, it's allowed you to see insights that you weren't seeing before, or like process yeah. things in a way you weren't processing them before. It makes me think if I'm a switch leader, there's probably nights at switch that I'm going, Hey, like, that sermon wasn't my favorite. Like you could be like any sermon, you could be like, you could be like, hey, like it was a good idea, but it wasn't my favorite. And just imagine any sermon you've seen before that you you might think that. Well, if if I know what scripture we're covering, then it doesn't really matter how the sermon was de delivered because I'm already so excited about what I've been learning that when it comes time for small group, I'm ready. I'm not 100%. counting on you to get me ready. I'm already ready. And so yep. I think that that is something also to keep in mind, if you're a small group leader, come prepared, come read up and know that as a result, your students will see the excitement in you and they will want to have that same excitement. It's contagious. Yep. So, well, hey, great, great series coming. Really, really excited about what it will look like. James, is there anything that we're missing or anything that you need to wrap up with? I mean, I just want to agree with what you said, Josh. There will be times where the sermon does not do as much as you might hope it would. As somebody who preaches 
about half of the sermons and also leads a small group of seventh grade boys. What I know is that in the three minutes between <laughs> us leaving the auditorium and going to where we meet for small group, there is so much that happens there that I don't even have an ounce of hope that they will remember <laughs> anything that happened before that three minute transition time. And so what I continue to do is not ever reference back to anything I said or another communicator said in the sermon. I just, I go off of the message guide <laughs> because like, I, like I've, just, I've just been um, disappointed enough by the <laughs> fact that a kid who will not be named will always <laughs> say, oh man, like I forgot, I went to the bathroom. And so, you know what? I'm not going to ask if you remember what I said. I'm going to say, hey, can you read the question off of under point number one? What do you think the answer to that question is? So that, yes. that, that's how I do it. And it is an amazingly humbling experience. And it's not just for me. It, it's also other people. And so, yep, glorious. Love it. I love it. Hey, thank you guys all for listening. Please, like, like James said, make sure that you're sharing this with other people so that they know what is coming as well and that we're as prepared as we can possibly be. We love each of you that serve in Switch. This is a Switch family. We know you at your campus are a Switch family, but keep in mind, when we say we're one church in multiple locations, we are not playing. We truly are a family. I know your youth on. pastor, and I love your youth pastor and, and have a relationship with them. And so just know we're all in this together. We're praying for each other, and we're believing in really, really, really big things this year. Thank you guys so much, as always, for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.